0: Hello, this is a daily dose of news from On Manorama. I'm your host Vishnu and these are the major news stories of the day. We begin with an update on the devastating earthquake that hit Turkey and Syria last Monday. As the death toll crosses 24,150, relief and rescue efforts poured in from dozens of countries. Finance Minister Nirmala Raman says G20 is exploding collective regulation of cryptocurrencies. Five care lights arrested in the UK for enslaving students in care homes. hike in water tariff won't be implemented in Kerala now, says Minister Roshi Agustin. India registered massive victory in opening test, beat Australia by an innings and won 32 runs in three days. Let's get into the details. The death toll exceeded 24,150 across southern Turkey and northwest Syria following the region's deadliest earthquake in two decades. Rescuers in Turkey pulled two women alive from the rubble of collapsed buildings after they were trapped for 122 hours. 67 people have been clawed from the rubble in the previous 24 hours, Turkish Vice President Fuat Oktay told reporters overnight, in efforts that drew in 31,000 rescuers across the affected region. About 80,000 people are being treated in hospital, while 1.05 million left homeless by the quakes have been huddled in temporary shelters. Meanwhile, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad made his first reported trip to affected areas since the quake, visiting a hospital in Aleppo with his wife Asma, according to the state media there. His government approved deliveries of humanitarian aid across the frontlines of the country's 12-year civil war, a move that could speed help for millions of desperate people. Earlier, the World Food Programme said it was running out of stocks in rebel-held northwest Syria as the State of War complicated relief efforts. The 7.8 magnitude quake, with several powerful aftershocks across Turkey and Syria, ranks as the seventh deadliest natural disaster of this century, exceeding Japan's 2011 tremor and tsunami and approaching the 31,000 killed by a quake in neighboring Iran in 2003. Rescuers, including teams from dozens of countries, have been toiling night and day in the ruins of thousands of wrecked buildings to find buried survivors. The group of 20 big economies, commonly known as G20, is exploring whether the group could collectively regulate cryptocurrencies, Finance Minister Nirmala Raman said on Saturday. Given the sophisticated technologies involved with these virtual assets, countries must discuss whether a given regulation is needed, said Raman. India is this year's G20 president. Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government has for several years debated drafting a law to regulate or even ban cryptocurrencies but has not made a final decision. Sita said the government is talking with all nations to see if some standard operating procedure can be made, to be followed by everyone to make a regulatory framework and if it can be effective. India will host all G20 finance ministers and central bank governors this month. Last year, Modi said a collective global effort is needed to deal with problems posed by cryptocurrencies. The Reserve Bank of India has said that cryptocurrencies should be banned as they are akin to a Ponzi scheme. Five Keralites have been arrested in the UK for labour abuse comparable to modern slavery. Gangmasters and Labour Abuse Authority, the UK agency which investigates and collects data related to exploitation at work, resorted to the arrest on receiving a tip-off on exploitation of about 50 Indian students who were employed at care homes in North Wales. The arrested men are Matthew Isaac, Jinu Charyan, Eldos Charyan, Eldos Kuryachan and Jacob Liju, all hailing from Kerala. As per the authorities' report, the exploited Indian students were in a pathetic state without pay, food or rest. As they were brought from another country, the charges would include human trafficking. The High Commission of India in the United Kingdom has reached out to help the students who were exploited. Kerala Water Resources Minister Roshi Agustin and Saturday said the 5% increase in water tariff as mandated by the centre will not be implemented this financial year. Clarifying that the government's decision will be communicated to the centre too, Roshi said the people will not be made to suffer a double blow. The new increase is as per the central government's provision for sanctioning additional loans. Earlier, the Kerala Water Authority officials had indicated that there would not be a 5% increase since the state has imposed an increase of 1 paise per litre recently. Ravichandran Nashwin tore through Australia to set up India's comprehensive victory by an innings and won 32 runs inside three days of the spin-dominated opening test on Saturday. Australia had been on the back foot since posting a below power 177 on a treacherous track at the Vidarbha Cricket Association Stadium, where the ball kept low and spun unpredictably. Rohit Sharma mastered those conditions to hit a majestic 120 and all-rounders Aksar Patel with his 84 and Ravindra Jadeja with his 70 proved that while the pitch was difficult, it was certainly not unplayable. Even number 10-batter Mohamed Shami chipped in with a breezy 37 to help India amass 400 before they were all out on the stroke of lunch, claiming a chunky lead of 223. Ashwin with his 5 for 37 dragged havoc and Australia was skittled out for 91 in 32.3 overs, their lowest-ever score in India, losing all 10 wickets in one single frenetic session. Steve Smith's unbeaten 25 was the highest individual score in Australia's sorry-looking scoreboard, which is likely to prompt some soul-searching heading into the second test beginning in New Delhi on Friday. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to Daily News Tours, hosted and produced by me, Vishnu, with technical support by Idea Brew Studios. Follow on Manorama.com for detailed updates on the latest news and be sure to come back tomorrow.